Welcome to Uncontained, episode 101. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and on the show today, I talk to LA-based rapper, I'm Eric Jones. It's all one word, just like it sounds, and, uh, well, you'll find out at the beginning of the interview where I messed it up as I'm introducing him, but uh, I left it in there simply for the fact to help get the point across that it's I'm Eric Jones and not just Eric Jones or something like that. So I, I'll just get that up there uh, for everybody to know. Even even I make mistakes during interviews, which shouldn't be too hard to believe. But in this episode, we talk about uh, his dilemma between going to college like his family wanted him to or pursuing his career as a rapper and uh, what played into that decision and how that led to the birth of his clothing line, Books versus Beats. And we also talk about how uh, we both ended up kind of getting into Gary V at the same time and uh, how Gary V is helping provide some inspiration for I'm Eric Jones in order to maybe even pursue a podcast of his own. That's all coming your way in this episode. I do have one of his new releases on the show today. Right before the interview, you'll hear it. It's called Low Jack. But before that, you can help support Uncontained uh, by wearing Uncontained or getting other Uncontained merch. There's coffee cups, t-shirts, hoodies, and all that. You can uh, do that at tpublic.com. Just search for Uncontained. Or I make it really easy. I put a, I put a link on my Facebook page for you to use. You can just click purchase now and it will bring you right to that page. So I appreciate all the help that and support that I've received over the nearly two years that uh, the show has been going on. Thank you all. And I won't keep you waiting any longer. This is I'm Eric Jones and his track, Lojack. City, my girl always tripping. She don't see the vision. I'm just trying to get it. DM's been on red. Y'all hoes gonna regret that shit. Looking at my rise, now they getting so affectionate. First taking the AM, spent years out here praying. Her friends fake, she too real. My girl got on some new heels. Hate to see it go, but I love to watch her leave. And I'm checking out the view still. So don't you bother me Trying to figure out your measurements She just want me settling But I'm feeling better Better than I ever been My boy said let's go out Yeah he love them strippers I'm sitting in the back So I don't ever tip her My boy always ask me where the hoes at I ain't got none Let's go find them like Lojack Ride around the city till we on like four flags What's that bullshit you paying past my phone back? Hey, my boy always ask me where the hoes at I ain't got none, let's go find them like Lojack Ride around the city till we on like four flags What's that bullshit you paying past my phone back? She telling me those lies She think I wanna hear 
Wonder how I pulled this girl When I look up in the mirror Crown Vic, granddaddy whip Out here doing like 80 Car full of all of her girls Life switching up on me lately She say I need to open up Liquor bottles pouring up Girl you moving too fast Why don't we go and slow it up Henny with the apple juice How many drinks to get me on I ain't chasing after you Remember when you did me wrong Who raised these niggas Wish someone would adopt you Every day I wake up And thank God I'm not you It is what it is Things switched up since last July What we getting into girl Will we make it past tonight My boy always ask me Where the hoes at I ain't got none Let's go find them like Lojack Ride around the city Till we on like four doing today eric i'm pretty good i'm pretty good just got off work all right man well thank you for making time to come here on uncontained besides work what have you been up to dude um you know just recording new music it's actually i'm eric jones people always just call me by eric oh, jones okay. but I had to... so i'm i'm sorry man uh you want me to redo the intro yeah absolutely people say it all the time um or some people are like i am i'm is it eric jones is it all one word? But yeah, it's fine. So Either it's way. like I'm Rick James, bitch. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some guy with a tribe called Quest. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've just been um, writing a lot and recording and just trying to put out a new project. I have an EP planned. I, I might not even do an EP. I might just, just drop new like songs, like a song every couple months, just to see which ones people relate to the most. Because... You know, on my last project, I just I just dropped it. I didn't put out any singles because I'm like, I'm not famous. Why do I need a single? I'm not going to promote it. I'm just going to put it out and see what people think. And I just dropped like 11 songs at once. But then, you know, people had like their six or seven that they would hit me up about. And then and then I started to promote it after I dropped yeah. it, not before. I didn't up anything to it. I did one performance before I dropped it. And then I just dropped it. Um, so no one really knew, um, but this time I want to, you know, put out a few songs beforehand and they might not even be singles cause I might not do a full project, but, um, you know, that's the idea right now. Just put out songs, put out new music, all different, um, you know, different topics, um, different styles, um, and just kind of see which ones people really, you know, relate to. I'm trying to, you know, because it's, you know, almost new year's, I wanted it to be more, um, fun because the last project was a little bit you know it's more personal it's talking about you know breakups and um dating older women and abortions <laughs> and 
you know, friends aren't acting like friends. And this is what I just kind of want to be a little bit more, you know, you know, it's just, it's catchy, but it's not as, you know, I don't want to say not as deep, but just more fun. Okay. All right. That's acceptable. It doesn't have to be like deep, like on everything you put out, but uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that you were talking about putting out like a single, like every six months, like more than six months, maybe every, let's say every month or two. And put a new song on SoundCloud and promote it and, you know, try to push it and perform it and just see what, you know, people gravitate to. Yeah. Basically, the last two or three musicians that I've talked to have kind of had the same philosophy as well. Instead of doing the full album drop, um, it's like we're going to go ahead. Just it's kind of trending towards that where people are putting stuff out like every couple months in order to keep up with like the one stay relevant in today's like age, just, you know, keep your name out there. So people hear you and two to satisfy the instant gratification of the listener as well. That's a big part of it too. They're pretty much right. I think it's just because you don't want to go, want to go too long without having new material out and i think even some of it i mean you want to just you know have material out just to have material out you know for people to enjoy and hear new music but i think even just reading up on it kind of it helps your spotify account if you're you know putting out a new song every couple weeks or a month it kind of just helps your page out because you're more likely to get on a playlist i think if you stay active and i messed up the first time when i put out a project I didn't put out anything else for a year because I was like, I put out 11 songs, you know, <laughs> I'm like, and, you know, I feel like and I, I honestly was, you know, I'm over here feeling like these songs aren't, I guess they aren't recognized enough. So I'm like, maybe they just need more time, you know, and then, uh, but then I just did a ton of performing and then I didn't put out new music. But now I see like, you know, you got to keep putting it out like going from last july to this july was just too long to not put out new music and then people would ask me like when are you gonna put out something you know so i'm glad i put out something new like in the last month yeah yeah so uh that track that you put out new is low jack right and i was listening to it and it's kind of giving me that like late 90s early 2000s feel to it can't quite pinpoint it but you know it kind of has that nostalgic feel to it I feel that. Well, I, I mean, I've a lot of people, you know, compared my music to like, you know, it's not as, I guess it's not like a lot of the new rappers that come out now. Maybe because, maybe because I'm talking about, I don't know, maybe because I grew up on that, on the music that you're talking about, you know, 90s and 2000s and, you know, 3-6 Mafia and, you know, older Jay-Z and Ice Cube and Snoop and Dr. Dre and all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's why yeah. it sounds like that. Um, but yeah, I guess I don't make, my music doesn't sound like the newer, I guess the newer crop of those, the newer rappers. I mean, you know, there's like, there's, there's like, you know, there's so many different styles of rappers. There's like the mumble rappers and then there's the lyrical and then there's, you know, really big ones like Drake and I guess, but it seems like the, the mumble ones are more, you know, they're the ones that pop up every few weeks. There's a new one with a new hit. It doesn't sound like that. But I did want to make a song more catchy. Yeah. But if, it, you know, the golden era or whatever they want to call it, you know, shit, that's that's cool. Yeah, too. I was really into rap back in the day, too. I really liked it when, you know, back in the 90s before it went what I like to call bling bling rap, you know, rapping about Bentley's Rolexes and shit I didn't have. Uh, <laughs> 
But, you know, I kind of lost interest in it for a while. And then finally some more like creative artists came out, started doing some more wordplay. And that's the stuff that I really got into. Which one brought you back into it? Well, like I always have been like a fan of, say, like Outkast and stuff like that throughout the day, years. And then uh, it was still during the bling bling time. He'd been around for a while, but ludicrous. He does some of the bling bling stuff. But his lyrics, like, to go back to the word of mouth CD even, it was like, you got it all wrong, like women in tuxedos, you're coming up short like five Danny DeVito's, live on a cool ranch, get laid more than Fritos, with five wives, four strippers, and three amigos. Like, come on, at first you think he's just rhyming to be rhyming, and then it like, it's like, holy shit, that made sense in some way. Ludacris is... That album is that album is so dope. I love Ludacris, you know, growing up. I feel like he was so under. I feel like he's still underrated, and maybe he's not even like he's not like appreciated. He should be a, looked at as like a legend, or at least a South legend. But I know what song you're talking about. That long, that song is just every line is something hilarious or crazy or clever. Like he's super underrated. Maybe because he's doing. Maybe because he he took a break from music and did movies. I think people like forget that he was one of the top rappers for a long time. My and my cousin used to play that song Saturday so much. You know, he had um stand up. Stand up was such a big song, and then Kanye West was in that video, which was crazy because he was like, no one knew who he was in that video. And uh, I don't know, I was just talking about Kanye with some friends right before I got on here. That's why I thought of that. What do you think about Kanye? Um, you know, to me, he's just you know a legend. Um, you know, I I always would love College Dropout. That's like top five favorite okay. album of mine. Oh, I love I love Kanye. I just think he's you know his music's not like his old music, but you know he's it's been like fifteen years, so I guess you know things change. And I mean Jay Z too, his new music's not like his old music, and you know he's gotten older and changed too. So I guess I you know I can't really expect that from them, but I love those old older albums from them. And I mean the Life of Pablo was good too, but you know I love College Dropout. That was like. An album that I played back, you know, front to back so many, so many times. I think people think Books vs. Beats is supposed to be like a continuation of College Dropout. I don't want them <laughs> to put them together because that album is, you know, way too classic. But it probably inspired it, you know, like, you know, it definitely inspired it, actually. So where did you get Books versus Beats from then? Um, basically, like, when I was, like, mid-20s, I think I was having, like, a mid-20s crisis. I didn't know what to really do with life. I was just, work, you know, working jobs. And then I just thought about, like, you know, I went to school for journalism, and then that really wasn't giving me the feeling that I thought it would. And I was, like, doing two, two to three years of that community college. I, I, you know, I took so many general ed classes. Cause I didn't know what to do. And then someone was like, I took a personal development and they were like, Oh, you should do journalism. That's what you, you love. So I did the journalism and I took so many classes for that. And then I was like, man, it's still not really giving me that feeling. And then I was about to transfer, you know, to a university. And then I was like, if I transfer, you know, I'm going to be super busy and I'm going to be busy on a, you know, a major that I'm not even really, you know, feeling super enthused about anymore. Yeah. So I like, and it's crazy because I was like, maybe I should just take a break. And then I tried to submit to the university and they declined me because I had these past due loans 
from another school I went to before I went to junior college. I went to ITT Tech, like an idiot, and that was like $4,000, and I had not paid that back. So the university was like, you can't come until you pay that back, too. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. I was like, this must be like fate. I'm going to just take this time off. I'm going to record this project, and I'm going to see what it does. And then to me, it was just like, you gotta, you're gotta, you making a choice. You're either going to pursue music or you're going to pursue you know, school. Yeah. Me, in my mind, I was like, you can't do both just because I don't think I'm going to have enough time. Even though I know people do it, I'm just like, one of them is going to get more focus than the other. So I'm just going to put all this focus into one because I can't get into this school anyway right now. And, you know, I can always reapply to try to get in there. But I just kind of want to focus on this because I don't know what I would be going to school for. So I just called it Books First Reads, you know, kind of made a decision. And then, you know, I perform all the time at colleges and I have teachers buy the sweaters, too. They're like, oh, books, you're promoting books. Always start a conversation too and because I, I wore this sweater for like a year straight every time I leave the house people would just be like are you a producer and I'm like no nah, it's books for his beats I'm just wearing the beat sweater right now and then um you know I had one that was books and you know said books for his beats on it but I usually just wore one that had one or the other um but yeah that's kind of how it started that was the kind of the story behind it I just didn't really know what to do and I should have just stayed doing music because I tried to do it when I first graduated high school but I didn't know how to put it out yeah like, I, you know, like Soldier Boy, how he was like the first MySpace person to become like super famous. <laughs> I didn't know how to do what he did. So I'm guessing, you know, he was obviously, you know, kind of smart to blow up off there. Um, but I didn't really know how to do it. Um, so I stopped doing it. Let me just go to school and be regular. Not regular, but let me just do what, you know, my grandparents want me to do. And let's go to school and get a degree. And then I put it off. I stopped rapping for like years because I was like, let me just focus on school. And then, um, yeah, that wasn't doing it right, for me. I mean, well, you know, you, you got to go what makes you feel right, you know? You can't, you don't want to live a life just because somebody else thinks that's the way you should live. That's kind of what Uncontained is about as well. Like, it's living free from the restraints of society being like, oh, you should really get this regular job over here because this job is stable. Uh, your entertainment thing is risky, and they always call it a thing, too. But <laughs> how's your rapping thing? I hate when people ask that. Because it's like, are you really asking it, or are you just, or what do you really, like, I don't know what you're trying to say. If you ever did that with someone that was, like, trying to get, like, a PhD or you know, try to be a doctor, you would never be, you would never ask, how's that doctor thing going? Because <laughs> it just, because, you know, that's a great job to have. And and, and you wouldn't say that because, you know, they're about to do like eight years of school. So I don't know why people try to call it a thing when it's like a, it's not, when it's not like a stable medical career or stable job. It's like, but it's still, you know, it still takes time. But I guess because it's not, you're not in an institution then it's not, I guess it's a thing that it's like a hobby. Yeah. And I just got this like kind of epiphany in my head of why people might call it a thing, even if they're not trying to be disrespectful. People know what a doctor is. People know what a doctor does, what they have to do to do their job. But yeah. not everybody can relate to people in the entertainment industry, whether it's a rapper, podcaster or whatever. They're like, oh, so how's that uh, podcast thing? thing going and not quite knowing how to relate to it mm, maybe that's what it is. maybe they're not being disrespectful maybe they're just some um, of them are some not, of them are dicks but <laughs> yeah some, maybe some of them are just you know i guess just 
they don't know, so they're just innocent. I don't know what's the naive or something. Yeah. So. Yes. I don't know. That was that was just an idea that popped into my head anyway. So, um, how did you take uh, books versus beats and decide to create a clothing line, or was that there before the CD? No, no, that definitely wasn't there before the CD. People think like I guess because the clothes blew up before the before the music did. Um, people think I was like a, some kind of like designer, and I'm like probably like one of the least fashionable people to be <laughs> honest like i have people i've had friends like oh take me with you shopping so you can just show me what you know you could pick out some clothes for me i've had you have asked girls that i'm like let's go so you can pick out some clothes for me but basically it was just i want something to go with it because it's like i don't want it to just be a project because i don't want to be handing out cds and or telling people you know check out my soundcloud you know that shit, that shit gets annoying. You know, it just, it sounds just so cliche. Check out my music or here's my, you know, here's my tape, play it, you know. It, so I was like, I need something to go with it, you know, maybe like a hat or, you know, Chance. He has the hats with the three on them that are so popular. And, you know, I, I kept thinking, oh, maybe I need like a logo or a design or something. And then I was thinking, you know, his books first beats. I was like, maybe I'll just do a, you know, I'll just do like a college theme because it's a, co- you know, the album is about, you know, skipping college. So I was like, I'll just do college theme. Okay. So I just started looking up like, um, you know, those sweaters that college students wear, like UCLA and USC and the way the font is, you know, shaped and stuff like that. And I was like, I'll just put books on it and I'll put beats on it and then I'll put books versus beats mm-hmm. on it. You know, and then I'll go to college colleges and I'll perform it, and they'll see that it looks like a college sweater, like it's the same brand. It's like, um, you know, Hanes or whatever, and it's the same material, same cotton, same, you know, quality, but it just says books on it or it says beats. And, um, you know, and, and then the way I picked the color was I was just, I'm going to just pick the color of my high school. Okay. Um, I went to a different kind of high school. I went to a high school that was fourth grade to 12th grade. And we, you know, maroon was like our color. And I was like, I'm going to just go with that and rep the school. And everybody's always like, how'd you pick that color? Like, it's not a basic color. And then I never, I never sold it in any other color. So it kind of made it stand out even more. Um, so that's, that was really just the idea behind it. It was crazy because some people were just like, like when I was making the designs for, um, you know, it's not super um, detailed. It's, you know, just beats and blow. They were just like, do you think people are going to buy this? (laughs) You know how people question, question your ideas. I'm like, I don't know, man. I I don't know, but I think it looks cool. So I'm going to just see if they do or see if they like it. But yeah. And then they just kind of just got popular. And, um, I haven't sold any in the last month because I just haven't re-upped. I sold out because, you know, whenever someone posts them or someone, you know, it's this group tank in the bank is whenever they post it, I get a crazy amount of followers and I get a crazy amount of requests because they're, you know, they're the people that first wore the sweaters and went viral, you know, yeah. and since then, you know, whenever, the, you know, I talked to them, they were cool people. They, we, I, w- I was on a show that they were on last year before they went viral. So we were on the same ballot or same, you know, same ticket. And then they saw the sweaters and they were like, oh shit, like, can we, can we get some of those? And, you know, I saw them perform, and I was like, man, you guys are, you know, amazing performers. And I was like, yeah, take take one. And um, then they wore the sweater. She was wearing the sweater a ton. Her name is Tank. She's the lead singer. She was wearing it a ton before they went viral. And I was like, oh, that's sick. She's wearing it, you know, like all the time. That's awesome. Yeah, and when they wore it in the video that went viral, 
I didn't even know it was like gonna go viral. I saw that she wore it in the video and then she submitted the video. And then it was just one day, everybody was hitting me up and they're like, hey, is that your sweater in this video that's like on NPR and it's like up to a million views? And I was like, oh damn, I didn't know they won the contest. And then they won the sweater that I wore. So in, And so I hit them up and then I was just like, oh, you know, congratulations. They're like, we need like 10, 15 more sweaters for the whole group or the whole band and the whole staff. And, you know, they bought those. And then I was like, all right, well, you know, I need you guys to, like, tag me every time you wear it. And, like, almost every single time she would tag me when she wore it. And, you know, she they're, like, doing a London tour off of NPR right now. And she would tag me in it. And I'm getting people, like, from Germany that want the sweater. So, and I'm like, just check out the music, too. I know you like the sweater. Check out the music, too. <laughs> so that's just how I've been using them. And then I just have them on me all the time. And the reason I said it's like a weird year, um, you know, it's been a weird year because I just switched jobs so many times. But I feel like, you know, with all the weird jobs I've taken, I've still met like so many people that maybe I wouldn't have met if I was at like a steady job for the whole year. Like I met um, Childish Gambino. I gave him a sweater. He was super humble and chill. And then I met... um, a basketball player, OJ Mayo, and, and you know, just meeting Tank, and then I, one of my friends, her her sister, that was all these athletes like Chris Paul, and she's like, I'm gonna try to get the sweater to them, and it's just like, you know, hopefully these people wear the sweater, and hopefully, you know, my my username or my IG name is right on the wrist, okay. so it's kind of like low key but once you look at your wrist you'll see my instagram handle that's handy as you're holding your cell phone you're seeing you're seeing your instagram handle exactly and i'm like one of them has got to check out the music and then about two weeks ago i was doing postmates and i met this other girl she's on vh1 she's like um her name's tiara marie she's uh she's on like loving hip-hop you know it's like it's like artists who are you know living in Hollywood and, you know, all the drama they go through and record oh, yeah. their music. So I gave her one, but that was, like, my last one. So I just feel like, you know, the sweaters took off before the music, but every time I, you know, tell someone about the music, they're like, oh, shit, your music's dope, too. Like, I thought you just did sweaters. So, you know, part of me wants to keep the sweaters going, but I do want to focus. You know, I want people to focus on the music. I wish the music went viral and then the sweaters, but... You know, it just happened how it happened. So, you know, it's cool. Hey, man, at least something went viral and you got something to stand on and build off of. So, you know, that's better than having a garage full of sweaters sitting alone listening to your own music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I knew the sweaters were cool when people were buying them before they even went viral. People would just go, oh, it's a sick sweater. Or they would just compliment it on the street. But, of course, you know, once they saw it online, it went to another level of demand. Yeah. But... Yeah, so that's really just how Books vs. Beats came. It was just make a decision, music, school. You can't do both. You can't do both just because they're not going to accept you in right now. But you, I don't think you can do both and focus and give 100% focus on both. So it was just kind of just make a decision. And I was going to call it Books and Beats, but I was like, nah. Or I was going to call it Books or Beats. And, but I was like, let me just do Books first. That has a better ring to it, I think. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know now if I go for Beats 2 or just go with a whole different thing. You know, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what's uh, what's the next album going to be? I might call it, well, I really wanted to call it Summer School because I wanted to drop it in summer. But, you know, 
it's just been such a crazy year of switching jobs and I got fired from one job after a week and then I quit it. I've quit so many jobs to take the next one because these jobs lie. You know, they lie about the pay. They lie about how the job is. You end up dialing 100 people a day. So um, I was going to call summer school, but then I was like, do I need to get off of this school thing? You know, I don't want to be I don't want to be looked at as I'm trying to make a college dropout album every time. Right? Yeah. I don't, you know, Kanye, he had the whole school thing, college dropout, late registration, graduation. I don't want to be compared to him, even though I love, you know, love his music and him as an artist. But so I might call it What a Year um, or Better Late Than Never um, or one of those two. Or I might still go summer school, but. You know, I guess it's still just, you know, up in the air. So that will be uh, coming out probably around this summer? Oh, it was supposed to come out in the summer. But basically, you know, I was broke and I was switching jobs so much that I wasn't recording. I just wrote so much because I was like, damn, I can't get in the studio. I can't afford studio time. I'm just going to write and I'm going to record on my laptop. You know, I have so many songs on my laptop at this point, And I just picked out like... You know, the favorite ones are the ones I'm going to record. And I was thinking of putting them on an EP called Summer School. Um, but, you know, it didn't happen. So, I, you know, now I'm thinking I'll just do singles and see which ones those gravitate, you know, towards. Like Gary Vee was talking about that. He was like, you don't need to put out a full project, you know, because nobody knows you. You know, I already put out a full project and people love like six songs. Or people yeah. like like six songs. 11. So I'm like, I'm not going to drop another 11, 12 songs for them to only like, you know, six or seven. I'm sure some other people like those other four, but the six or seven were super popular. So I'm like, I'm going to just drop singles and see which ones, you know, people really like the most or feel the most. And then this one, Lojack, people are just like, oh, you need to do songs like this more often. So I'm like, you know, it's more upbeat, it's more catchy. You know, it's not super deep. It's not talking about, you know, drinking my problems away. It's not talking about. I do like that song, though. The my problem song. I think that is actually kind of catchy as well when you get into kind of the hook of it. That's probably like the song that people sing the most to me. That's the one where Hernandez met me. He saw he saw I kind of had the crowd singing that. That's like my song for when I'm at a bar or a place where someone's drinking. People like really like that song. Yeah. And they think like a party song, but it's really just a song about a breakup and depression. But so I kind of wanted to make more upbeat music now. But I, I kind of go back and forth. Like, do I make personal shit and still talk about breakups? Or do I do up, you know, Lojack is, you know, my boy always asks me where the hoes at. I ain't got none. Let's go find him back. So it's more like you know, just playing around type shit. I think I think you should kind of take uh, since you mentioned Gary V, take his advice and just do what you want to do. Not necessarily give a fuck what other people think about. You know, mm. like don't don't worry. Will they like this or whatever? Be like, this is where I want to go right now and do that and mm-hmm. both you and i on our own just recently got into listening to gary v which is kind of kind of interesting on his own so i i say check out gary vanderchuk if you're if you're interested in growing your social media or even growing your business he's got some great advice that's what he is right he's like a brand specialist yeah, right? yeah. I guess he started out on YouTube when YouTube first started out, and he was like one of the first contributors, and just started building like that, and like building his wine business at the time. Yeah, I remember him hearing him talk about that. And now he's got a shoe. 
<laughs> wow, that's the first like entrepreneur to have a shoe uh, named after him. <laughs> it's crazy. I want to go to see him like live days. Now that I begin with a fan hands, I kind of want to see him live. I want to get his book. I think he said it's called "Still Crushing It" or something. But he's dope. He's always talking like he always has some good motivational shit. So I like him. It's coming out in January or something. But I'm definitely gonna be yeah, on it. Yeah, definitely, dude. So. Listening to Gary V, we were talking a little bit earlier. He's got you kind of thinking about starting a podcast of your own. Oh yeah, he's always talking about get content out. He's always that get content out. He was even talking about putting out a song a day, which to me that's too much. That's like um, that's not like overkill in a way, or you know, you're gonna end up just putting out songs that are just average and not great. Yeah, but he was content, content, touch it, feel it, see it, hear it any way you can do it. He was like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And he's always talking about engage, engage. Don't matter how many comments you get engaged. And then I saw, I went to his page right today on Instagram. He had like 30,000 comments and I saw him responding to people. I was like, wow, he's really does engage with these people. Um, even deep in his comments, but he talked about, you know, making your own podcast. And I'm just like, he, you know, he talked about an app that puts it right on Apple. And I was just thinking like, what would I talk about? You know, I have a lot of shit I can talk about. I believe the app is anchor. Yeah. Anchor. And I was like, I can argue with someone and maybe start one with up with someone or I can do my own and just talk and, you know, you know, I guess it's better than doing a diary. You know, I was thinking about maybe like a writing something out, like a blog, but shit, maybe just talking it, you know, gets it done quicker. And it's just, you know, it's off the top of the head. It's not writing it down and, you know, erasing it and all that kind of stuff. I just don't know, you know, how many people want to just hear me just talk. And talk, and talk. <laughs> Hey man, you'll you'll come up with something, you know. Um, it doesn't have to be a long podcast or like an hour long interview. It could be like just you have like your thought of the day or whatever. And I'm trying to figure out figure things out on my own as well, not necessarily on the podcast end of it, but I'd like to get doing some more video, but I'm I'm kind of in the same yep. boat as you. Like what will my video be about since the podcast itself isn't in video? Mm, okay, I feel you. But yeah, he's always talking about, you know, just put out content. So so I put a song out last month, you know, on my birthday, because I was like, this is going to get, if I post it on my birthday, you know, a lot of people were wishing me happy birthday. And that, you know, that had a great reception. You know, you know, some people were like, oh, see, this is the kind of music you need to be making. And I was like, damn, did you not like the last music? You know, I thought that. <laughs> Way more personal and way more like actual, you know, real life like problems and relationships and stuff. But they were like, no, you need to do like catchy shit, like ratchet shit. And I was like, okay, I don't think the song is ratchet, but it definitely is more catchy and it's more fun and stupid and, you know, just talking about, you know, regular shit. And then, you know, some people were like, oh, I want to hear your personal stuff. Um, but the reception pretty much has been good. And it's been out about, you know, it's been out almost a month now. And, you know, I only posted about it twice, and it's up to, like, 1,300 plays. Wow. So, to me, I'm like, damn, I was, like, happy about that. When I saw that, you know, that made me feel, like, good. And then the few people commented, you know, how they came across the song on SoundCloud. Because, you know, I definitely want to see how people come across it. Um, but he was just like, oh, I was just listening to it and it just popped up on SoundCloud. And I was like, oh, it's sick, you know, it's dope. Um, but, yeah, I want to put out more songs, more just, like, catchy shit that people can sing along to. And, you know, just like Tonight I'm Drinking, it became, like, a really catchy thing for me to perform, Tonight I'm Drinking. 
Um, I want to make songs like that, but not about a depressing relationship causing me to drink. Just about like drinking because you know. you're partying and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, Fair exactly. enough, man. So, yeah. how long have you been uh, rapping for, man? Well, I rapped in high school. Um, probably you no, know, probably middle school. Well, first I played the piano. So my granddad, my dad, my uncle all played the piano. So it was like they put me onto it. You know, they forced me into it, basically. It was like, this is what you're good at. This is what your family's good at. So I did that for eight years, and I did recitals and performed. So I kind of got me in that performance, you know. You know, I, I learned how to perform in front of people. But I didn't really love the piano. Like, I hated practicing it. I hated going to class, and I didn't really like it. I only liked the recital part of it. So when I got the chance to drop that, I dropped it and I just started writing lyrics. And I think, I don't know if it was LL Cool J. I think it was LL Cool J. He was the first one that was like, oh, I'm going to just write. You know, I'm going to try to rap like him. Yeah. Because I thought it was, you know, the shit. And I just remember the first rap just being, you know, it was trash. It, it just wasn't really good. But I was like, you know, this is cool. And then people in high school or middle school, they'd be like, you know, I definitely wasn't popular. I was a nerd in high school. But they'd be like, oh, Eric can write. You know, I would never rap it for anybody. But they'd read it, and they'd be like, oh, this is cool. And, you know, <laughs> I would talk about teachers and students and, you know, mainly about teachers and counselors and just make jokes. But they'd be like, oh, yeah, you're good at, you know, you're good at writing. But I really didn't know how to, like, I never, ever, like, spit it for anybody except maybe, like, a close group of friends. Maybe they heard me. But I really don't even remember rapping it. Um and then after high school, I was like, I'm going to pursue this. I honestly didn't think I would ever go to college. I was like, I'm good enough that I'm an, I don't need college. I felt like I was like Kobe or something. I was like, I don't need college. I'm going to go straight to it. So I didn't go any college prep courses. I didn't do none of that. I was like, that's, that's not for me. That's kind of a waste of time. So I graduate. I think, okay, I'm going to do music. I'm good. People know it. Um, I'm going to just do that. That's going to be the profession right out of high school. And then it was like, okay, I recorded this whole project right at home. I had my whole little, you know, studio set up and I like it and my friends like it. And I'm like, okay, now I don't know what to do with it. You know, I would walk around to the mall and I'd just be like playing it on the stereo. Me and my friend, my homie, we don't talk that much anymore, but he's the homie. Um, his name was Kwame. He was like, let's just go to the mall and sell it. <laughs> and I was like, I I guess. I don't know how to do this, but let's do it. So we didn't sell none, and I had, like, 50 packaged up. And so we were just, like, handing them out. Um, and then I think after that day, I was like, man, this sucks. Like, I don't know how to get this out. And this was before Soldier Boy did it and kind of showed us how to get it out social media-wise or Facebook or maybe MySpace-wise. So I just – I took it too hard. I was like, okay, I failed that one day, and I was just like – Man, maybe this tape is just, just for me and my friends. You know, they think it's dope. I like it. But I don't know how to get it out. And, you know, it is what it is. I didn't do any performances. I didn't do any more promoting of it. All right. I just let it end it there. So with that being said, uh, what advice do you have for people who are looking to get started out uh, in rapping or in entertainment in general? I think you just kind of, like, do it. Because so many people will like try to second guess and you know man, maybe I'm you know, too late to try it mid 20s and I'm over here having like a mid 20s crisis because I don't I still don't know what a passion to pursue 
or I'm, I'm gonna just end up working at you know Sprint the rest of my life, or I'm gonna keep just doing jobs like this, like Sprint and Chase and things like that. So I just think you just gotta do it, see how it is, see if you like it, see how other people respond to it. But you gotta see, you know, you gotta like it at first, because you know if you don't like it, then you're not gonna be passionate about it. And that's what kind of got me back into it. We'll see, and what really got me back into it. One of my homies, another close friend, his name is Eric, too. He was pursuing it. And I was like, oh, shit, I see someone pursuing it. He's in my group of friends. He's getting it out there. It kind of like showed me, oh, there is a way to get it out there. Even though at this point I knew there was a way. The Soldier Boy had came, all these internet sensations had came. But I was like, okay, I see someone doing it. Yeah. And it kind of motivated me. I'm like, okay, I can do it. So I just say, do it. Don't. You, I mean, you think about it, and then you think about it too much, you, like, second-guess yourself. And you're like, I don't know if I should do this. It's such a big risk. But you just got to take that risk, and you just got to try it. And, you know, you're going to be rusty at first. I thought, okay, I'm going to try this. When I had the little meltdown, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to just record this album. I'm going to do it quick. I'm going to be, you know, I have all these rhymes already written. I'm going to just do them, or I'll write more. And then I realized, damn, this is a lot of work going to the studio, recording it, re-recording it, rewriting it. And I did a whole project. And then and then I took it to my friend and I let him hear it. And he was like, man, this could be a lot better. Take it to this other engineer. <laughs> and I, he was like, it's good. It's good, but it can be a lot better. So I was like, damn, really? After all that time I spent in the studio, like six months? That's rough, but, you know, it's good to have friends like that, too, in a way. Uh, that tell you, man, this could be better. Yeah, and I was I always was like, if I'm gonna do this, then I need to like put out the best thing I can put out. Even if it, you know, hurt my feelings and I felt like, damn, I wasted so much money, let me re record it then with a different engineer. And it did come out way better. Because that engineer, he was like the first engineer, he just wasn't he didn't help at all in terms of ideas. He was just more like here, record and stop. He wasn't trying to help with hooks or melodies or versus he was just kind of just being an engineer he was just pressing play and stuff yeah so i re-recorded it and and then it was just like okay that was the first risk you know use all this money go to the studio and record second is like actually putting it out there and then putting yourself out there and it was like i remember my first performance it was only last year so it's not that crazy or it's not that long ago but i was like i got a performance booked i sold tickets i haven't performed in front of anybody yet but I practiced. And then I saw down the street, there was a contest and it was like music performer can win first place, win 300. And this was over on Reseda. They had like a Reseda summer concert for people just walking up and down Reseda. And I was like, oh, shit, let me just try to get in this concert or this contest and see how I do. And this will like this will help get the rust off of my first performance. And it's not in front of people I know. So I don't have to be as nervous. Because I feel like your friends, you know, you want to impress them. So you're like a little nervous and then they're kind of like judging, <laughs> you know. So I did the performance in front of the contest and I was like, OK, I did OK. You know, I didn't fuck up. I didn't forget words. And I mean, you know, I look nervous up there, you know, watching the video. I was kind of bouncing from side to side in the same position. I wasn't really moving too much. But I ended up getting second place. And to me, that was like a big confidence booster. Because I was like, that was my first performance in front of random people, and I got second place. And there was a lot of people that performed. And the person that got first was a DJ. So I was like, what the hell? I should have got first. He's up there just spinning 
I mean, I'm not going to hate on him. He's up there scratching, but I'm up here rapping. You know, he's not using his mouth, but, you know, whatever. He won. Me getting second place, though, gave me the confidence to be like, okay, I'm going to put myself out there. And I think that's just it. You people are, like, scared of failure. And I'm sure I'm scared of failure, too. Um, But you're never going to know. So that was my whole thing. I was just like, I'm never going to know if I don't try. And that's just how I that. And I always say, I think a big thing, too, you got to try and you got to be super positive. Yeah. You got to put that positiveness, like, in the air. Cause there's gonna be so many rejections that you just can't get you can't get down from rejections <laughs> and shit. I don't get down from it because fuck, like girls reject me or girls used to reject me all the time. So you know, every rejection to me is just closer to someone saying yes. There you go. And also, there's a lot of people that I feel like you know are very motivational. Kobe is one of them. Jordan. Um, Kobe said, you know, uh, miss 10 shots, I'm going to make the 11th. And that's just how I look at it. And I just feel like you got to say it. Or you also got to write it down, too. I noticed that Kevin Hart was like, write it down. I know people always say write it down. And I would be like, oh, I don't need to write it down. I know it in my mind what I want to accomplish. But writing it down helps you, like, I don't know, you get like something out of writing it down and then you can cross it off after it's done. So I've been doing that. I did that with LoJack because I was just like, damn, I haven't put out music since last July. And I'm over here switching jobs so much that it's just like, it's fucking me up, you know, with putting music out because I can't record it and get it mixed and mastered and buy the beat. And then I just wrote it down and I was just like, I don't know how the money came in, but I, I got an extra like $300. Wow. And I'm like, I'm going to put it out now. And I just put it out. <laughs> um, you know, I got it mixed and I bought the beat and thankfully the beat was only like 200 and the mix was like another 200 and I just put it out. And I just feel like you got to write it down and you also got to just, you got to say it. Like on my phone, I have different things that I say every day and I feel like they helped. I didn't know if it helped for a while. You know, it just felt good saying it, just keeping positivity, but you got to say it. And I feel like it does help. Yeah, I would say that. Like putting, putting a positive vibe in the air. It's not necessarily like the secret, you know, that book where like you say, I want a Mercedes in my driveway. You get a Mercedes in your driveway the next year. But it's like putting yourself out there and making you more aware of the positive things happening around you. So yeah. you're more keen on picking up on that. It's not, yeah, yeah. it's not going to be like magic, like dude, I wish I had like my own private fighter jet and the next week it's there, but <laughs> definitely not. But shit, maybe it is. Maybe I know the secret is like a crazy movie or whatever it is or book, whatever it started off as. But now that I've done it, I feel like shit, you might not get a jet, but you keep putting that positive vibe out there. You know, I used to be a person, I had girls would tell me, you know, you you negative. You complain. You complain a lot, and I do complain a lot. I would. I always look at it. I'm not complaining. I'm just voicing my opinion. Yeah. I had to like stop doing that because that's just putting out like bad vibes. Or or if I was in a place that I didn't want to be, I would just like you know, and I couldn't leave. I would just not enjoy it. I would just become like a downer. And I was like, I had to stop doing that too. And it's just like if you just put out good vibes, people would. People will feel them, and I feel like that's just how good shit happens. I mean, you put it out, you're going to get it back. I hear that, man. I hear that. So uh, what are you doing 
like as far as promotion? I know you got books first beats merch and stuff like that, but uh, what are you doing to promote yourself? Man, last when I put out a project in July, I just looked at it like this. Like I looked at it as I'm already old, I'm mid twenties, trying to start a career. So I was like, I need to perform double to triple the normal amount of person or a normal amount of people that are starting at like seventeen or eighteen. So I just did honestly I don't know how many shows I did last summer, but it was I was trying to do like five shows a week. Um it was usually three. Sometimes it got up to five, but I was just doing every single open mic I could do. And then when people started like knowing me, or they'd be like, "Oh, I think I know your song, or I heard your song," I was like, "Damn, I'm doing a lot of performances." You know that <laughs> that made me feel good when some girl was like, "Oh, I I've, I've seen that song, or I've heard it, or I've seen you in a different place." And I was just like, everywhere. I was in Studio City, I was in Inglewood, I was in Culver City, you know, I was in L.A., I was in, you know, Van Nuys, you know, all over the city, really. I even took some. I did a few trips up to San Diego with this J.D. Bailey, and he's a good dude, and he took me up to San Diego to perform at their open mic. So I was just like, I don't know how to get popular, but I do need to practice performing, and I need people to know who I am. So I'm just going to do as many shows as possible. If I'm tired, I'm still going to go. If I find that an open mic is going on and I can get on the list, I'm going to just go to it. And that was really just – that was what I did. You know – I know people get a lot of attention online now. That's how they build their fan base. But I feel like you got to build the fan base in person, too. Um, So I just try to perform as much as possible. And now, you know, I do, you know, I've slowed down on performing because I was like, okay, I think I need to take a little break. (laughs) Yeah, with like three to five times a week. Exactly. And you need time to re redo your music like re start writing again i realized i was doing so much performing that i wasn't writing anymore because you know you'd be at the you're at these open mics and you wait in line for like hours to perform and then um it just you know you don't get a lot of time to do more music while you're performing 24 7 and and then it made sense in my mind to me when when these rappers are on like tour and they're on buses and planes they're just all full tour mode and maybe they're not getting to record as much because they're not in the studio as much. So I was just like, I need to take like a little break um, and just, you know, write and get back to writing because I need to put out more music. Um, but yeah, um, pretty much everybody that's seen me perform, they're like, they probably say I'm like a, a great performer. <laughs> For a while, I almost was insulted by it because people would be like, your performances are better than your music. And I was like, I didn't know how to take that at first. But this girl, she was like, she's one of my good friends now. She was like, your song is good, but when you perform it, it's great. And wow. I was like, wow. And I, I just was like, in my mind, I'm just like, I got to bring that to the song. The performance needs to be brought to the next song. And maybe it's just the energy or the confidence in front of people that it's not, it wasn't in the studio version of it. Because I was probably nervous when I first recorded it because I was like new to it. Um but that was really it. I just performed as much as possible. The sweaters, literally. I had friends ask me, why do you wear the sweater all the time? Like, you wear it all the time. You wear it out to dinner. You wear it to, you know, you know, us just kicking it. You wear it all the time. Like, why? And it's just like, I wear it every single time because people are going to associate me with that. And then yeah. I just looked at it like Diddy had Ciroc in every single video 
or he always had a bottle with him or, you know, Dre with beats. Um, you know, he always had the beats on every single athlete. And I was just like, I'm just going to wear the sweater everywhere. Even when it's hot or cold, it's going to be on. And that's how I'm going to promote myself. And then when the sweaters got popular, people stopped asking me why I was wearing them all the yeah. time. They just knew. They just knew. They were like, this is your sweater. I've seen it all over your Instagram. And that's branding right there, my friend. <laughs> that was pretty much my brand became the sweater. And I, it was funny because I didn't know how to do a logo or I didn't know what the logo would be. And I was just like, I need to I need to do something to stand out. Maybe my hair would be like stand out because these rappers, they look so like they look like characters almost. And I'm like, they all stand out in different ways. Like Eminem, you know, he's white and he's blonde and Jay-Z, you know, he's, he has a certain look. It was just like, what can my look be? And then it was like, almost like the sweater became my look. Um, but yeah, that was really it. Right on, man. So branding and getting out there in front of people all the time, constantly reminding them that you're there um, was what you were doing. So speaking of your crowd, of your audience that sees you live or listens to your CD, what do you want them to take away or what do you want them to remember about the experience of hearing or seeing your music? Um. This one girl, her name is LK, she she came up to me at this place called the Poetry Lounge on Fairfax. And she had seen me there twice, and they think they're every Tuesday. And she was like, wow, you really go hard every performance. You really try to give everything. And I feel like that's just what I want them to take from it. Like, I'm going to be out of breath. I'm going to be sweating. And I'm going to just be, I might be like horse, but I'm going to go super hard where you're just like going to remember it. That was a sick performance. He wasn't half-assing it. He knew all the lyrics. He didn't have like a, a back, a back music plan where he, you know, has backup in case he forgets lyrics. He's just doing it all. He's professional and he's just really giving his everything to his performance. He's not half-assing it at all. And he's serious. And, um. Uh, yeah, that was that's just the way I wanted to look at awesome, it. Awesome, man. So, well, within the year that you've been actively pursuing a career as a as a rapper, what would you say is a highlight or two that you care to share? The highlight for me Someone else asked me this one more time or some girl. She I think she just was like, "What's the best part of your year?" Um, and I was just like, to me, some people would probably say the sweaters going viral, but to me, it was just, I would say the biggest part was just taking the chance to do it and really putting it out there. Um, because, you know, when I had that little mental breakdown, I was just like, you know, I need to do it because I'm always just wondering, what if? I just always wonder if I don't do it, then I'm always wonder what what if it would you know what would it have been like to perform in front of people or have people know my songs or know my lyrics and you know I'm not even famous but I have friends that'll like text me songs and I'll have random people DM me like oh I saw you perform here like you were one of the better performers and I you know what would that have been like so to me that is the highlight it was just putting it out there really trying it doing like a hundred shows and really just putting your all into one thing that you know something that's not common you know it's not like trying to be a doctor or be a lawyer you know there's not an exact path to it yeah. maybe that's that's why people look at it differently but yeah to me it was just going for it and that would be my biggest that's what i would take from it oh all right one one moment i can point to would be my last birthday 
last November, I was like, I'm going to just put on a show, you know, at my house. And it's going to be the best people I saw. My my favorite performers that I met through doing all these shows. I don't know if I did 100 shows. I did a lot. But I met so many people that I was like, man, these are crazy, amazing artists. And I was like, you know, you give off that good vibe. People will, you know, people will come through for you. So I, all these people that I really thought were great artists. I had got their contacts or their number or their Instagram or their phone, you know, email. And I hit them all up literally just a month before my birthday. And I was like, I'm going to do a show at my house and I want you to perform. It's going to be my birthday and I'm going to promote it. I'm going to get people here and we're just going to have a showcase for my birthday. And, you know, that was like my first time putting together a show. And I saw all the work that went into it and booking a DJ and, you know, getting drinks and getting the house all set up and speakers and moving out the, all the furniture for a show and getting I even had a bodyguard. It was my cousin, but he's a big <laughs> so and then just charging people and then promoting it. And then it was like 10 o'clock and no one had showed up. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be a weird birthday if no one shows up for this. And then it was like 10.05. One of my homegirls showed up and she brought like four girls with her. And I was like, all right, a few people are here. That's cool. You know, they're not going to be performing for an empty crowd. And then like within the hour, it was just more and more people just kept showing up. And they would be like, uh where's the venue at and i'm like there's no venue it's at my house just come up to the apartment and then it just became like it was just a crazy celebration it was like a, it was probably one of the best birthdays ever and it was like six performers everybody got to perform everybody wanted to do three songs so every i wanted everybody to do three songs but everybody wanted to just keep performing because <laughs> they just how the crowd reacted and everybody ended up doing like people everybody ended up doing like 30 minute sets nice and then they Went from like 10 a.m. to like 3, sorry, 10 p.m. to like 3 a.m. And I hadn't even performed myself. And I think it was like around 2. I was like, are y'all ready to just like get drunk or should I perform still? Because, I mean, I had a good time just watching everybody do their shows. And they're like, no, perform, perform. And then it, I just did my song. I only did like two or three songs because I was ready to, you know, party. Yeah. And that was the best feeling. To, and everybody there kind of like knew my song. And it was just like it was a great birthday, and then we just got drunk, and I just blacked out, and I just woke up on the couch, and that and was you it. Didn't remember so, anything I'm, of it. <laughs> I, I, the performances, I remember my performance, and I remember this one dude. His name is Ham. He was, you know, hyped up when I performed tonight. I'm drinking. I think he like headbutted me or something. Oh no! He, 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 like, mosh pit or something. But I just remember performing it, and everybody in my living room. And we were all just jumping. And then the neighbors came over when we were partying and they weren't even tripping about the music. She started pouring champagne for me. And it was just like, <laughs> it was a crazy yeah, that's night. That's a it good a, neighbor right there, man. Yeah, she was a great neighbor. And that was just, it was a really great that night. That sounds like an amazing birthday. It was. It was sick. And the DJ, she stayed extra. Like, she was supposed to stay from like 10 to 12. She stayed till like 2. And then we just put my stereo on for the rest. But it was it was so fun. Great, man. Okay, I have one more question left for you. Uh, but before I get there, uh, I want to do two things here. First, uh, I want to thank Nandez for his role in helping set this up, uh, tagging you in the thread in Gigs LA. And for those of you, uh, Nandez was actually a guest here on Uncontained a few episodes back. Uh, so check him out. His shit is Nandez Music, if they want to look that up. Yes, Nandez Music. And uh, where can they find you? 
you know, some people have a hard time knowing if I'm saying if it's just Eric Jones or I am Eric Jones or I'm Eric Jones. It's I'm, it's letter I, letter M, Eric Jones. Or I tell people, just look up books or his beats on Google. No one ever has that name. No one's ever had that name before, so it's going to be the first thing to pop up. And you can just find me, Books First Beats, on Spotify, Apple, Tidal, um, Google Play, all that. Or I'm Eric Jones. It's the same thing on everything. SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What else is there? The only thing it's not on is Snap, but you can find me on there, too. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I'm Eric Jones, and people usually DM me for sweaters or, you know, hit me up. I always respond. All right. All right. So uh, hit him up on his social media. Let him know that you heard him here on Uncontained. And I have that final question for you. The title yeah. question of the show. I'm Eric Jones. How do you live uncontained? You just got to to live in a contained. You just got to just... You just got to go for it. You got to not be afraid to fail because you might fail. I mean, not everybody's going to make it, but you got to try and you put out those good vibes and you try your hardest and you just got to keep going. And no, it don't matter. People are going to say no. Some people aren't going to like your shit. Some people, it's not for them. It's not for everybody. But if you know what's good and you hold yourself to the highest standard, be your harshest critic, you can always improve. You can always improve. I feel like you can always do more. You think you're doing a lot? Do more. You think you're performing a lot? Perform more. That's how I looked at it when I was performing. I was, I did three shows this week. That's enough, you know? One of my friends, was, he was like, man, you're doing a lot of shows. I mean, aren't you spreading yourself in maybe? And I was like, shit, I, I might be. Um, but I'm going to just do more. Because the more I perform, the better I'm going to get at it. And people think I'm a great performer, probably better than I am a rapper or a performer. And I'm gonna just you just gotta keep trying to get better. And I think that's really it. And if you try hard and you're really pushing it and you really believe it, I think you have to really believe it too. I don't think a lot of people believe it or they like it but they don't believe it. I think you gotta really believe you're gonna make it and then you will start to see progress. And you know, I think just doors start to open up. Good words right there, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, just be a likable person, too. People, I hate when you go up to people at shows and they're not, like, super appreciative. Like, I'm over here complimenting your music and you're just, like, think, you're just, like, okay, cool. None of us are famous yet. <laughs> Why would you? That's crazy to me. But, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming on the show and uh, talking with me today. I have one final thing for you to do. And that is yeah. sign off this show. Yeah, I appreciate you know having me on here. It was it was fun. I'm Eric Jones. Look me up. I live uncontained. Books vs. Beats. Find me at me. DM me. Books vs. Beats. Look it up on Google and Spotify because I'm still getting paid off streams. I appreciate that. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thanks again to I'm Eric Jones for coming on the show and hanging out with me. Please uh, support the show by leaving a nice review on the pod player of your choice, now available on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in radio, you name it, we should be there. But one of the coolest ones that I've noticed recently is the Castbox FM. It's both Android and and iOS based, so you can actually search either platform 
on that track. And go ahead, like me, subscribe to Uncontained on CastBox FM. And thanks again for listening. Until next time, live uncontained.